Thank you so much for joining us for this Monday edition of the Bible Tracks broadcast. We are not in Bloomington, Illinois. You may be able to, those of you that are listening in, tell that there's a little bit of an odd background noise, and that's because this broadcast is coming to you from a special place with a special guest as well. And so we'll get to that in just one moment. If you would like, you can actually listen to this uh, broadcast on your favorite broad, uh, podcast or favorite radio station, of course. Uh, but you can also watch this broadcast if you'd like to see what we are doing on the Bible Track Inc. YouTube page, Facebook, all of those things. But with me, I actually have someone that has the same last name as me. Of course, my name is Mike McCurry, and with me I have Chris McCurry, and we'll introduce him in just one moment. Before we do that, I would like to say thank you so much to all of our faithful listeners that take time out of their day to watch and listen to this broadcast. Thank you so much for taking time for that today. I, as you may know, I'm the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated, and as that, uh, and in that role, I have the privilege of serving as an evangelist, full-time itinerant preacher, preaching across America and sometimes around the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I mentioned, I have my dad with me, and I'm excited to introduce him to you today. So, hey dad, how's it going? I'm doing well. Good. And we're going to get into a little bit of my dad's backstory. I've talked about him on the broadcast here and there and just kind of mentioned a little bit of, of his history and of course what he means to me but today we're actually going to discuss his salvation testimony how he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt where he would go when he dies before we dive into that though I'd like to make a recommendation if you're not familiar with our ministry I'd like for you to visit our website BibleTracksInc.org again that website is BibleTracksInc.org Org. We're not going to focus too much on the tracks that we produce and print and ship out around the world on these broadcasts, this entire week of broadcasts. But if you'd like to know more about our ministry, about our mission, again, please visit our website. Without further ado, let me introduce you to my dad, a 24-year Army veteran, um, a Christian. 22-year, uh, I'm sorry, I was speaking evangelistically, I apologize. But if you would, if you'd say howdy to the folks and just give them a quick word of greeting. Well, okay. Um, it's great to be on the broadcast today with you, Micah. Um, I know you have a large following, and uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to share my testimony today. Awesome. Now, my dad was saved a couple of years. I'll let him tell the story, I promise. But he was saved a couple of years before I was born. Uh, he did not have the privilege of growing up in a Christian home like I did as a result of his salvation. And uh, But I'll let him jump into, if you would, if you actually maybe jump back to the beginning, have about 10 minutes on the broadcast here. Go back to the beginning, a little bit of your upbringing, if you don't mind, and what led you to the opportunity of even seeing your need for salvation. Okay. Well, I was raised in a home and uh, exposed to a lot of things that certainly a child should not have been exposed to, but um, not even an adult. Um, I was raised in a home uh, with um, my mom and my biological father were divorced. I'm the oldest of three children, uh, so I remember very vividly the uh, time of the separation, the divorce, and then my mom ended up remarrying. Uh, I was adopted. Uh, I originally was not born with McCurry as my last name. Um, was adopted while I was in the sixth grade. Um, but Mike McCurry, who is uh, the man I consider as my father, 
Um, really, even though uh, we was, I would not classify it as a Christian home, um, was taught some good work ethics and uh, some good character. And so from that, um, we were taught that the Bible was the Word of God. Um, we went to church, uh, I went to church several times uh, for a vacation Bible school, rode a few church buses, but really didn't start faithfully attending church until I was in high school. Uh, went to a Methodist church with some friends and some cousins, uh, was not going for any spiritual reason, was going primarily as just a, a social thing to go with those friends and the, and the cousins. And if the gospel was being presented there, uh, this is a little country Methodist church outside of Asheville, North Carolina, um, I wasn't listening. I would listen more to the pastor's illustrations or his jokes. And so I would go Sunday after Sunday. Um, we only went on Sunday morning when we did go, um, but never heard the gospel. And if it was, I wasn't listening and didn't really have a need, uh, understanding a need for salvation. I was taught though that heaven was a good place and hell was a bad place. But in my heart, I did not know where I was gonna spend eternity. Then we fast forward, um, graduated high school, went off to college. Um, through college, I participated in an Army ROTC program, which resulted in my first assignment, uh, was halfway around the world in South Korea. Um, the lady who's now my wife was a fellow uh, soldier in the same unit. We were assigned six days apart. Uh, being newbies to the unit, we kind of hung out. Um, my wife's name is Ruth, and Ruth knew she was saved. She was actually saved as an exchange student several years prior in France. And so being a, uh, a Christian and having a burden to see more people saved, Ruth invited me to church. And the very first time I went, I went actually as a favor to videotape a Christmas cantata at the Yongsan Baptist Fellowship, which uh, gentleman named Mike Hall, who's now the Vice President of Providence Baptist College, had started this ministry in Seoul, South Korea. And again, I wasn't going for any spiritual reasons. I was going just because I had a video camera. This was 1988. So, uh, so you weren't using a smartphone to videotape? No. You were using, a, it was a little bit bigger and bulkier. Yeah, if you remember what the, if you could think back, a VHS tape was about nine inches long and the camera itself would sit on your shoulder. <laughs> so it was nothing compact or Back as high speed. Back in the day. Yes, 1988. Um, but went to this Christmas cantata, a gospel message was presented there in the cantata. And then afterwards, it was a midweek service and they passed out a prayer list. And right on that prayer list, it said, Chris McCurry, salvation. And that really hit home to me because other than Ruth, who was a coworker, none of these people knew me. But yet, they had a burden for my soul and my eternal destiny, and so they were praying for me. And again, as a lost person, just for anybody to think about you, spoke volumes to me. Then a few weeks later, around the New Year's Eve, they had a fellowship at another one of the family's um, living quarters. Again, we're all military there in Korea. Um, and for the first time, I saw people that weren't just Sunday morning Christians. They had a peace and a love that I had never seen or experienced before. And from that, we, Ruth and I, we rode to, in, the, in her car. She had a vehicle. I did not at the time. And so we got back to our bachelor quarters, and I said, hey, what time do you leave for church? And so she told me. I said, well, hey, I'd like to go. 
And so that very first Sunday of 1989, January 1st, I went to the Sunday morning service. A gospel message was presented, invitation was given, and I didn't move. Come back Sunday night, again, I'm still lost. Invitation was, gospel was presented, invitation was presented, I didn't move. I came to the midweek service, still didn't get saved. Came back the following Sunday. This is now July or January 8th. Didn't get saved Sunday morning. Didn't get saved Sunday night. And Brother Hall is like, what's wrong with this guy? What else do we have to do to get this guy saved? So that night, went back to my quarters, and I called Ruth, and I said, hey, tell me more about this salvation stuff. Again, I had very little Bible knowledge, and so Ruth uh, presented the gospel to me again. I did not pray right there on the phone with her, but as soon as we hung up the phone around 9.30 at night, I bowed my head and trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior on January 8, 1989. From that, Brother Hall is the type that if you have any interest, he would just pour himself into you. And so I met with Brother Hall every week for probably the next year. He would drive down from Seoul to the little base that Ruth and I were stationed at and gave me one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And based off the situation in Korea where many times someone may be called to the field for a field training exercise, I had the opportunity, and Brother Hall gave me uh, multiple opportunities to start helping out teaching Sunday school or doing devotions. And so I was sort of on a fast track of getting grounded as a brand new Christian. And then uh, about a year and a half later, Ruth and I left Korea. In this, in this time, we did get married. Um, and then got back to the States. And from that, I, I, I think of God as my assignment officer, moved us around and we're currently in our 11th church as God's moved us throughout the army. Um, and now the last 10 years I've been retired from the army. And so we've always been involved with an independent fundamental uh, Bible believing church wherever we've been stationed. Amen. So uh, a few application points is that I think for a lot of the folks that uh, listen in, many of you have listened to uh, my previous boss, Pastor Joe Grimaldi, in the interview that I did with him. And so many of you mentioned how you just enjoyed hearing the story of, of his salvation and his father's salvation and different things. And of course, you can go back to previous podcasts or YouTube videos to find that from a few months ago. But we tried to make some application points, and we'll do the same here. For those of you that are out there that do know the Lord is your Savior, and you are interested in seeing other people come to that same peace, that same knowledge of the love of God, one of the best things to realize is that one of the best ways to evangelize people is to start with those that are closest to you. Start with your coworkers. Start with family members. Start with those that already know that you care about them. For instance, Ruth at the time, her last name was Ein, um, was a co-worker of Chris McCurry. And she just showed the fact that she cared enough to in invite to church and to um, to demonstrate the love of Christ. And so the opportunity, opportunity that you have, I think we feel like sometimes we have to um, uh, throw ourselves out there in front of vast crowds of people and stand on a street corner and tell everyone about Jesus. And that's not a bad thing to do by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're uncomfortable with this idea of telling other people about Christ, I would start with those that are closest to you. 
just strike up a conversation talking about Jesus. It should be that the Bible says that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so if you are truly redeemed, if you know Jesus, then that's who you should be talking about. Forget all this nonsense in the mainstream media and about viruses and all these things. This is what we should be talking about. Now we're winding down. I have one last word from my, from my dad. We're winding down. I have about 15 seconds or so left here. We're going to pick up this story again tomorrow. But dad, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, Ruth was not skilled as what we'd call a soul winner. Mm -hmm. She basically just shared her testimony because she was an eyewitness of what Jesus Christ had done for her. Amen. And so she just basically said what what God did for her would also could happen to me. Absolutely. So One, she didn't know all the Bible verses or anything else. She just talked about her own testimony. Right. One beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. We'll pick this up tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.